Welcome to Motherhood and Career Collide. Hey, I'm Kimberly. And I'm Ashley. We are two working moms on opposite coasts with experience in both corporate America and healthcare. Now on a mission to redefine how career and motherhood collide. Between the two of us, we have six kids, ages six and under. Coming to you from in the trenches of modern motherhood. I'm so excited for today's topic. We are talking about opting out versus opting in, which when you think about it, like it's insane how much this has become such an incredibly difficult time for women and mothers, but let's just add that this is not a new concept. This has been here prior to COVID. Uh, it's just put a magnifying glass on the entire thing. And I was reading this article from Bloomberg by Sarah Green. Oh, I'm going to butcher her last name. What do you think that's it? Carmichael. Carmichael. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with having a long last name like Rechtenwald, I don't get intimidated anymore by like the length of a, a last name, you know, just a little bit at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't, I don't think I've ever known how to say your last name. So that, <laughs> there you go. Exactly how it's spelled. Wrecked and walled. <laughs> All right. Well, Sarah was talking about COVID-19 explodes the myth that women opt out and it couldn't be um, more prevalent right now in terms of how women are navigating this and this idea that we opt out is just an absolute myth and the notion that we have a choice i think has been shaped by a narrative yes you know of even how we approach women about this you know after you have a baby or when you're pregnant and the conversations already start like are you going to go back to work after you have your baby uh, and it's everywhere, whether it's news articles in the past prior to COVID about women opting out um, or women making the choice to stay home, uh, when in reality, there's so much more behind that. And it really is truly a myth. And I'm so glad Sarah brought it up. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that it really is the biggest struggle for women that they they, you know, you go into the career world um, as often, you know, a single woman with all these aspirations, right? Not everyone, right? But like my 20, you know, two-year-old self was like ready to slay the day every day, right? And then all of a sudden, you, you know, you go from having all these choices and freedom to um, really none, you know, when it comes to being a working mom. And I think that that's a hard shift, you know, where you really then all of a sudden have these two jobs, being a mom and being an employee. And there's no room in our society to really have both the way that other countries have them. So it's, yeah, I mean, the opt-in versus opt-out is, it's real. And women are really dealing with that every day here, especially with COVID. Yeah, you know, there's so many stats about this. I mean, the amount of articles that have come out about COVID and the impact on women 
is, you know, in an insane amount. So on the good points here is that there's visibility to this. Uh, and that's great. Like, I'm thankful that it's making the news, it's making the press. Uh, it's not necessarily changing the narrative yet. Uh, and no. we aren't really coming up with a space where women can really like opt in in a way that feels supported. And that's because the societal structure really lacked. So if you kind of like look back and you peel back the onion prior to COVID, we were still struggling with that. We were making strides, but we were far from where we needed to be. And during this time, during COVID, it's really the numbers of women that have left the workforce. I know there was one that was like crazy for September about over 860,000 women left. Um, And that was like, okay, and now I want to know like out of those women, how many of them were mothers? And so, you know, what's interesting about it is that one in three employed mothers are considering quitting or dialing back at work. And that is really kind of a scary stat when you think about how many uh, professional women have really like put in the time to kind of get to wherever they are, whether they're in the beginning stages of their career as a mother and building a career, or they're further along and they're having to make the insane choice that's not even a choice it's like a forced decision oh yeah i always i mean just as you were saying you know you you want to you have all these questions right i have so many questions about this like everyone's personal circumstance right and why are the women you you know unanimously being affected like i don't understand like how in every single state in the country in every single household like 33% if not more women are the ones scaling back you know and i know there's the stats on you know we make less than men and so then we're not always the breadwinner and then you know just due to like pure numbers in a household the women take the brunt but we're also doing all of the mental load based stuff and the household based stuff and you know Everyone that I've spoken to um, about this topic and a lot of people on social media, you know, they're quick to say, my husband's great. He helps out, he, you know, this, that, the other, but how many of those are out there? I need to know. Like, I, really need to know. I mean, I think my husband's great too, but at the end of the day, you know, who's the one doing the laundry? Who's the one doing, you know, all of the dinners and, and whatever, and all the mental loads of the doctor's appointments and you name it. And it's, it's taxing. And I want to know why this shift hasn't happened yet. Like why hasn't it happened? Yeah. It's crazy. Like the comment that you made about this idea, um, about women saying like, my husband's great or many not, I'm sure not everyone's saying that. especially during this pandemic, but like there is that feeling of like, 
I want to be, I want to like celebrate the things that he is doing or your partner um, is doing. And, you know, you kind of look at that and go, okay, like, where's the breakdown even in that? Because what is he or she actually doing to support you? And when you pull it back, it's really like, are they doing like the mental things like the zoom calls are they mm -hmm. doing the household chores like unprompted mm -hmm. do you still have to say hey i need you to do this so that i can go do this those are the things that i think start that mental load of us being household managers on top of mm -hmm. everything else and it seems like how can I do both? How can I opt into the workforce and really like really um, be this other side of me that I really, really care about? Be present when, while you're there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, when I'm also having this other list of things running through my head. Yeah. Or the texts from daycare, you know, for, for whatever reason. Like even I remember with my girls, you know, you'd get a call and your heart would sink and you'd start like mentally running through your brain. Like, okay, who can I call? How sick are they? Can I get a doctor's appointment? What's going on? And then it's something silly, like, um, well, not silly, but compared to that, you know, oh, they, they got a bump on their head and we just want to let you know, like, but they're fine. And I'm just like, why are you calling me? Like call my husband too, you know, but every single time I was getting the calls, you know, and you're at work in your, in yeah. you have to like be able to shift back and forth, back and forth between the two. It's exhausting. Yeah. And actually thinking of that, um, actually I know for you and I'm sure not everyone knows this, what you, your profession has been and what you went to school for, but it's really like, didn't give you the flexibility to be at home. So it wasn't like you were able Correct. to kind of be in this scenario where, oh, I'll just bring my child home and work from home. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. I always forget that because I always forget that there are people out there that can make that transition and just finish up their work at home. But I was an orthopedic PA in the operating room. So, you know, when my phone would ring, I would have a separate ringtone so that I knew to tell the nurse to pick it up because it was daycare calling kind of a thing. And in that moment, you know, you're scrubbed in, you're sterile and you're trying to like troubleshoot while also, you know, in the operating room operating on a patient. So it was, um, it's intense. I know there's, um, you know, countless healthcare workers out there in the same boat and it definitely is a subset of a more challenging role, um, in terms of that flexibility for working motherhood. So, yes. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting about that is I was reading about that is also why women have been hit so much more on unemployment is because the areas where there is no really additional support are the healthcare workers. Um, if they don't have childcare, like it's really difficult in terms of like who they're going to lean on during a pandemic where there's so many restrictions on how and whom they can lean on based on the reality that they're in an environment that people don't want to be exposed to, generally speaking. Right. right. Um, and yeah. education, like those two things are just more, depending on what part of healthcare you're in and education, it's like a more women dominated 
um, roles. Uh, I know that differs like at different levels of healthcare, but you know, when you look at those like kind of entry um, levels, it's really being hit hard. Hard, right. And it's true. I, I was thinking about this um, throughout the very first wave of this pandemic and all of these healthcare workers and my heart was just, you know, because in orthopedics, it's like a little bit different. Um, and I'm sure we'll get more into the story, our, both of our stories <laughs> down the road. But it was really hard to see, you know, these women leaving their families, quarantining away from their families, you know, as an essential worker. Um, and it's one thing, as you said, this is the microscope um, being put on us, but COVID or not, they're still essential workers. You know, to call out is not very easy when you have, you know, other people really truly relying on you that are sick on a day-to-day -day basis. And I know that um, you did some excellent research and found that one of the three major reasons for why women have been forced out of the workforce is inflexibility. And essential workers definitely have lack of flexibility, to say the least. Yeah, it's like a huge piece of that. And if you flip that into kind of like the world I live in, which has been corporate America for over 15 years, it is an interesting experience because the um the amazing thing is like oh everyone gets to work from home now like this is something people fought for for so long to have like one day you know at right. home like oh home. my gosh like please let me come home so that i can not have someone knock on my door 16 times in the day and i can't get anything done let me just be able to focus and get stuff done and what's interesting about it is because we just kind of said, okay, now you get to work from home. There was no transitions and living in the world that we live in right now, there is this integration of work and life that requires transitions. And when you don't have them and you don't coach your people on how to navigate that, the burnout gets so much clearer and uh frequent so one There's of the really no division right between it, no no you're attached everywhere you're attached yeah. at all points and so uh the harvard business review came out with a study about this too and really showing and demonstrating that uh people are working like 40 percent more now and actually in america are specifically we are working more than most developed countries, which, you know, just goes along with everything else, like our lack of maternity yeah. leave and like all these other things where we are really like failing. Um, yeah, now, now we're just working more, which yeah. equates to like another three hours. So, it's you know, exactly. all this, all this like compounding here is where, you know, I think all these different things really play into the factor of us really struggling through being able to make the choices uh, that we want to in our careers. And, you know, teachers are another example, like they're doing online classes and teaching um, for their kids uh, or they're in person, but their kids 
are not in person. So they're doing online for them. And so I saw this flux of teachers having to opt out. And I say that again, like with opt out, meaning like not having a choice um, because they couldn't figure out like how they were going to be able to do both. Right. They can't, they can't do both. I mean, that's the bottom line. And that's the sad part is that we really couldn't do both before. And now we really can't do both. You know, I think for me, I used to, you know, that whole work from home concept did, it sounded super glamorous, right? Like, Oh, this must, this is amazing. Like I'm so jealous of these people that can do that. Um, I never really understood the point of those shared workspaces. You know, why would people have to do that? But now all of a sudden it makes sense, right? Because you really can't work. You really can't do your job well when your brain is thinking about 8,000 other different things, right? So um, teachers, yeah, opt out because how are they supposed to take care of their children and their children's Zoom calls and teach a full classroom of their own students? I mean, it's just the beginning of the utter chaos that is the United States in 2020. (laughs) It's insanity. I I do like want to bring some light to this discussion because we're talking about like, I think that I feel like the reality is so important to be said because you don't want to ignore it. Like there it is. It's there. This is the reality today. Like, I think we both were really wanting to talk about this because this idea that we have a choice is really just never been the case. And it's just more glaring during this time. But I also think that, you know, seeing, uh, seeing some of the positivity is just giving us some hope. Um, even if it's a small glimmer of hope, like some hope, take anything, take a spark. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we don't want to be doom and gloom the whole time, but I'm, I'm curious for you personally, Where do you see the bright spot, you know, in this discussion? Um, Where do you see like Mm -hmm. the hopes of how we can kind of move through this time uh, while maybe policymakers and kind of at the highest levels aren't really able to give that to us right now? Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe on those micro levels, how are we seeing some change or support? Right. So... A few things. First and foremost, I think that the light here, and I've heard many women say it, and I will attest to it personally, is that we're getting the time, as working women, right, who often have guilt around not seeing their children as much, we are now kind of able to flex our schedules a little bit, a lot of us, more of us than in the past. And we're getting to spend that quality time. Like for example, I do a lunch date with my daughter now every Wednesday. Would I have been able to do this pre-COVID? Absolutely not. Like just would never ever have happened. So to have that happen now is really special and it's going to be memorable. So that's, that's the light, you know, on a very micro personal basis, I would say. Um, I mean, branching further, I think, like you said, if there's a microscope on us now and there's nothing like, um, like pissed off postpartum women to really get, get shit done. Right. <laughs> <In my opinion. laughs> so we we're on the right team here and, and it's really being brought to the forefront of 
the conversation across the United States. So I think that is the, also the light here. What would you say? I want to know. Yeah. So for me personally, if you were to like kind of look at it at that level too, I would say my husband's commute was an hour to and from work every day. I um, have been in sales, um, corporate sales for so long that um, in some, some matter of fact, I was able to kind of navigate my schedule in a, an environment that worked best for our family where he was kind of, he's in finance and it is like, really, you have to show up at a certain time and you have to show your face uh, every day in the office. And so his schedule, quite frankly, was terrible. <laughs> and so now yeah. that he's home um, all the time, uh, we can actually have dinner together and do some of those things that um, were kind of like a treat during the week and now we're just part of it. So he can help me more in terms of like what our schedule looks like. So he's able to really participate in like picking up the kids and like just some of those like really small things that are actually very big um, to help even out the, the duties within our household. So that's like at that level. And then I would just say like, you know, while we have so much more to learn on uh, kind of how we do this work from home environment. I will say that, you know, there's policies that are coming out to really support uh, being able to work from home and really kind of changing that experience. Uh, and, you know, there, I know we're going to talk about this later, but there's definitely some thoughts on that. Uh, but, you know, on a just like macro level, that is actually a really great thing to mm -hmm. help support that. Um, you know, having lunch with your daughter kind of thing. So, right. I know. I think it's wonderful. I'm always curious, like how long, I mean, neither of us have the answer, right? Like how long is it going to take these policies to roll out? You know, is this something we're fighting for, for our daughters, or is this something we're fighting for, for ourselves? You know, I think, um, I think it could go either way, to be honest with you, especially with all the setbacks. Um, I'm hoping that with the setbacks that COVID has caused um for working women that it will actually it's kind of like a slingshot right that's what i'm hoping that it's like we've been set back here and then when all this releases we're just gonna like explode forward that's what i'm i'm hopeful for to say the least i love that slingshot man that does slingshot. bring right that brings brightness right now look at my look at my background <laughs> i just made that up like right then just went for it it just came to me that's perfect. I love that. I have to talk more about that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. For sure. Well, yeah. as we kind of like wrap this up, uh, I was curious, like how has motherhood and career collided for you this week? Oh my goodness. So how has motherhood and career collided for me this week? So I was losing my shit. Um, and <laughs> I needed a, a breather. I needed a serious break. And so I actually went and visited um, a coworker from my first ever job. Um, I worked for a physical therapy clinic in Manhattan and we were partnered up. She was a physical therapist. Um, at the time I was an athletic trainer um, and we stayed up this weekend until like 3 a.m. just 
reconnecting and just, you know, being women and not moms. And it was like food for the soul. It was so nice. So that's sort of how, and then I came home and I'm not even kidding. I was a better mother. And that's honestly like people say that that can happen. It's in five years of my oldest is five. It's never happened for me. Right. Like I go away, I'm supposed to be recharging and I'm not recharged even a little bit, but ironically that visit did the trick. So that's how it collided for me where I have made wonderful, wonderful lifelong friendships through coworkers and, um, they're helping me be better mom now. So can't complain. So now it's your turn. You tell me how did motherhood and career collide for you this week? I am still dealing with this, but I have not made a decision yet. Um, so next week, my son's school is out. Um, we have been blessed that he's been able to be in school full time. And I have an opportunity to put him into childcare next week, my oldest son. And I am going through some mom guilt of like, what decision I make? Do I take this opportunity to spend some additional time with him one-on-one, -on -one, which I know he would love, 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 or do I take this time to make sure I stay on track with everything work-related? And it's a really hard decision because I know if I do one or the other, something's going to be impacted. So still trying to figure it out, but that is on my mind. And I really do need to make a decision by tomorrow. You know what the funny thing is you're going to, whatever you decide, yeah, you're going to feel crappy about it. Right. So let's yeah. say, you know, no, my mom Gil, I'm going to keep him home. You know, he'll be with me. It'll be fine. I'll get it all done. It'll be fine. Right. Then he's home. And all of a sudden you're like, why did I do this to myself? Like, this was not a good idea. But if you reversed it and you send them, you're going to be like, it would have been okay. I would be fine. Like you play devil's advocate within your own mind and you like torture yourself with it. Right. I feel like so bad all the time. Don't do and it. Don't torture yourself. <laughs> and you know what? Actually, why am I making this decision by myself? I need to talk to my husband. What am I doing? Let him you know. Vision. Practice what I, we're talking about today. I really do need to talk to him about it. So actually, this is discussion has uh, really spawned me to have that conversation. So I'm going to chat with him about it. Yeah. Um, but this has been so, I will definitely, this has been <laughs> so good. Thanks for doing this with me, Kimberly. I'm pumped. Also. All right. Until <laughs> next time. Until next time. All right. See you guys later. All right. Thank you for listening. We hope you find support in our words. For more, come find us on Instagram at Motherhood Career Collide or on our websites, learningmotherhood.co and workingmomnotes.com. We would be so grateful if you could leave us a review and share this episode with a friend that needs to hear this discussion. We are all in this together. And as a reminder, you are not alone. You are doing your best and you are enough.